King and Yates, they bridging the gap From the US to Dubai, put pins on the map Ball is life and that's a fact And a ball is life, about that exact King and Yates, they bridging the gap From the US to Dubai, put pins on the map There's a time to score and a time to assist Ain't no YN team, let the winning commence From generation to generation, game don't stop The new and old school got the game on lock it's all legendary, it's all necessary We all been all-stars before February And after that, King and Gates, after racks But really trying to get some wins, not just padding stats Two basketball lovers through happenstance Built a bond that led to greatness that advanced from Yes, sir, BTG Nation Guess what? It, 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 listen, they, they, they bridging the gap They bridging the gap they, they, Twice it, 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 Listen, they, they, they bridging the gap they bridging the gap. They, they Man, it's been a couple weeks. It's been a couple weeks, but as they say, the boys are back in town. Man, as you guys know, we're live from Dubai, um, BTG Nation. Thank you, guys. We have gotten to 206 subscribers on YouTube. Uh, 1,072 followers on Instagram. And I think we're at about 4,000 downloads on the audio. Majority of those on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. 14 countries, no, maybe 16 countries now. Um, whew. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Because we definitely, sometimes we, you know, this is not one of those things that we get to see physically. I well, definitely do. don't know what it means. Yeah, I just if you say it's good, I'm all right. Yeah, yeah okay. So yeah, it's yeah, so good. it's it's like uh, it's like the street. It's like we um we sold four thousand records. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. We got four thousand down out the back of the trunk. Out the back of the trunk, Master P. <laughs> hand in hand, right? We don't have no Atlantic or Def Jam behind us doing it. No Leo. We do have yeah. at least the first collection. Yes, we do have hey, the first first collection. collection saved this podcast because I was done. Listen, listen, <laughs> we. We needed a good change, though. So, BTG Nation, thank you guys um, for the support. We're still going to keep going. We're going up from here. Um, you guys have seen it with the guests. We have more surprises going. Um, but, man, we're happy to be here. Uh, Hoop Mountain Dubai, Hoop Mountain DXB, Hoop Mountain.ae. You guys know that's our, that's our bread and butter. You see, I'm here. I'm suited and booted. Dang, must be nice. It's, look, I got the hoodie. I got the shorts. I gave you your gear, too, though. Come on, man. You gave me a 2X. You know I need a 3. I thought I thought we was good with the two. I didn't, you know what I'm saying? I haven't worn a two since like 2010. See, look, I don't be knowing. I don't be knowing. But I also know you like, you know what I'm saying? You come from that Cameron area. I like y'all stuff a little bit. Bigger, You're supposed so. to be the fashion guru. You're supposed to be able to look at me and be like, oh, yeah, that's what coach wear. You know what I'm saying? But you, I don't know if you're Italian or if you're going to New York in the 85. There you, you know go. <laughs> you Because you're a global guy. There you go with the BS. We're going to get it right, though. We're going to get it right, though. So, uh, man, we appreciate you guys again. Make sure you check in. And as OG said, first collection hotel. And JVC, the first collection, man. Thank you to David. Thank you to Steve. Thank you to Kareem. Thank you to Monty. Um, and shout out to our guy Isaac. You know, he, he won't be happy if we don't give him a little love. <laughs> For you know, sure. he'll come in with the flip flops a little upset. For you know what sure. I'm saying? But thank you, thank you. You guys have been great. Um, and we can't wait to share this venue with our HMD family. But man, OG, let's check in. It's been a while. People haven't seen us. How you feeling? I'm good, man. I'm just, you know, it's, it's just late in the season, you know, it's, um, it starts to wear on you a little bit. 
you know, and I've been um I've been pulling a little extra weight because uh <laughs> somebody's been out, you know, for good reason. Yeah. You know, yeah. all right. Maybe tell everybody what's why you've been out. Yeah, you guys know we've been waiting to see when when the little one was gonna pop up. And um alhamdulillah, our little one, Rashad, Yasin Yates, is here and healthy. My wife is healthy, wife is gangster. I was in the I was in the delivery room, and the one thing that's funny and crazy about that King is, um, I've she has a lot of friends too that are like pregnant around the same time, um, and then a lot of other like people that tell their pregnancy stories. A lot of men, from what I've been hearing, don't really stay to support the wife that much. So I'm, I'm one of those, a few times, even her mom was surprised that I was staying with her in Abu Dhabi because we moved to Abu Dhabi for the month and they thought I was leaving her there and just <laughs> and traveling like a couple days every now and oh, then. Sir. And I, then I wouldn't the, even let that happen. I, I, I'm like, what? And then, and then when I was in the delivery room, a lot of people were like surprised. I'm like, like, no, this is my child, my right. wife, and and God forbid if something happens, I'm not gonna let y'all make the decision. Like, right. uh, me and my wife talked about everything. I said, listen, if I'm telling you now, if it's if it's up in the air and I gotta choose between you and the baby, I'm picking you. She's like, good, that's that's what we need to make sure. Like all those decisions. So I'm not here, girl, guys who just go back home until they hear whether or not she's ready. I'm I was there the whole sleeping yeah. and like. Yeah, that's that's just what we do. Yeah, it just yeah. it is so weird. Like it's weird to us to see it any other way, right? Yeah. But what hoes say, less is more, so there's plenty of us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, baby said, so Coach King held it down. He held it down um, for what is a weird time in our season. Yeah, because it's not just the second half. It's like a weird time because we've never had this like scheduling influx right now. Yeah, because you know the pregnancy. Well, well, let's say the birth yeah. of Rashad. We say Ramadan just ended, mm -hmm. a league, mm -hmm. and we're winding down the end of the, I mean, it's just a lot. And the biggest thing with the Ramadan was that Ramadan, because it's always a, it's a different time each year. This year, Ramadan was at the same time as spring break. Right. And so that made it a lot different because there was two weeks in Ramadan where kids weren't in school already. Right. And during Ramadan here, it's reduced hours at school. And so some people don't even really go as much. And so it's like two two weeks of spring break already. And then those final two weeks, people kind of still on break. Yeah. And then, then you had id. Yeah. They had id. Like, it was like people took like 30-day vacations. Right. You know what I'm saying? And so for people who aren't sports people, like we're building a culture, a lot of them got out of the rhythm. Yeah, and then they just like yo, we'll we'll come back a little bit later. So we'll it's like, been we'll come back later or September. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? yeah. So how? That's man, right? That's why I'm late to work tonight. Yeah, for the pocket. I don't have my hat. Yeah, I was running, man. <laughs> it's you know, different. I don't normally come without my hat. Man. But but we still keep it pushing. Like that's one of those things that um, we we can never plan for that. Right. We never know. We don't have anybody that can necessarily consult with us and help us prepare for those things. We do take notes now. So when we get to the space where we can, we'll have somebody that helps us like, all right, this is coming. So let's put these events here and these events there. So we still got the Hoopstar shoot, Shootout coming. Man, we dealing with Monster Truck, man. With Monster Truck. <laughs> Disney Princess and the Frog is coming out. Yeah, like, man, those are competitors. Like big time. Um, birthday party still. And so we're looking forward to the Hoopstar Shootout. Um, 
we got some new wrinkles for the next three after this one to incite some stuff. Clothes here, HMD merchandise, the family collection. Um, and so we're into that. But spring break, because last episode we had a guest. And shout out to Anissa, because she was great. Uh, we're still doing our research. And we have not forgotten. We will be at those magicless hours. <laughs> yeah, when, when we come, we just want to make sure we come correct. Absolutely. So that way we don't embarrass you. Yeah. We, we don't want to waste your time. We're going to get it all shiny for everybody. But um, while in that time between where I was away um, and when spring break and then coming back, there is a lot that we have both seen with our eyes individually. <laughs> and a lot of it comes back to the same problems we've always mentioned, right? And a lot of it has to do with driving. But you give you give me your breakdown first, because you know your stories. It's been a while since we had King's Corner, the, the story time. So, man, where did I start? Because I had something today. Mm. I'm yeah, I'm leaving Wait Rose in Motor City, and uh, I'm walking to my car, and it's a it's an older lady trying to back out. But there's a but there's a lady double parked around. You know, it's that traffic's terrible. And I'm like, why are you double parked right there? She's waiting on her teenage daughter to come out. I'm, I'm thinking, like, come on, man. So this lady's trying to back out. And no one's stopping for her, of course. This lady's in the way. So I'm like, man, do I risk my life? You know what I'm saying? I, so I say, yeah, that's what I do. I get out in the middle of the street, I stop everybody. Then a motorcycle just goes around the side and Damn near goes on the sidewalk. So I got to slide over to the side a little bit more so no other motorcycles come and hold everybody back and say, you know, thank you, thank you, thank you. And, and then let her get and out. And then help her get out, man. But she would have never got out of there. Yeah. And that's just not, first of all, you're double parked. So you're wrong. Mm -hmm. You other guys not giving her a chance to back out. You're wrong. Mm -hmm. Your motorcycle's going on the, uh, almost on the sidewalk. You're wrong. And just where is the common courtesy? And you know how much anxiety that that uh, oh. older woman might have had in that car? Oh, for sure. For, for no sure. reason. For sure, man. Man. And, you know, we saw last night, you know, when we left um, the bump that we had. Yep. We I'm dropping them off at the, at the station, right? There's a taxi parked about to drop some people off. Where they're supposed to be, though. They're okay. parked where they're supposed okay. to be, okay. right? And then we're in the lane going through here, but it's still a tight road, right? There's no room to get through. The delivery guy tries to go through that crack and he hits the side mirror of the taxi that's there. And it stops. He's like, Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm like, Yo, I would have I would have choked you. Yeah, you, like yeah. for what? Yeah, you why are you doing that? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It I, I don't want to get I don't understand it. Just slow down for a minute, man. Let's let's all give each other some some common courtesy on the road so we can all get to our destination safe. So I'm gonna go backwards. So Three or four days ago, I'm coming through a roundabout. There's a truck in front of me. It's not a flatbed either. It's it's a deep, deep bed. And all of a sudden, we're going around the roundabout. Three, four, five wood panelings just fly up. Whoa. And I had to dodge them joint. And I'm like, oh, my Yo, God. They're about to go through the windshield. And then as I'm doing it, other cars behind me are, are dodging them. I'm like, oh, my God. We're about to have a six, seven car pileup. That's like Final Destination. It's crazy. And I'm like... I'm I'm literally gonna start. I'm gonna put a camera on my dashboard to record all this stuff because yeah. people won't believe me. Yeah, driving in Dubai is crazy. Yeah, and, yeah, and I need it just in case I get into accident. So here's my proof yeah. when I go to the police department. And then um, um, you talked about spring break. I'm coming back from Rasa Kama, and um, 
you know, between Rasakema and Dubai, it's some open road. Yeah. But people drive like they're crazy sometimes. Yeah, like it's the Autobahn. So we're I'm coming back from Rasakema and um there's a car overturned on the other side. Um and I'm like, oh my God. Overside of the like the median and stuff too? Yep. Mm-hmm. And so I get out, I'm like, I mean, it's flipped upside down. People trying to get get some people out. So I'm like, man, I don't know if that car is on fire. I don't know what. And so I jump, I'm trying to jump the 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 guardrail and it's sand. So I slip, mm-hmm. cut my leg, cut my leg, but I'm like, I'm not worried about it. You know what I'm saying? I go over there, I'm, I go on the left side, it's me and like five other gentlemen trying to pull the door open. We pull one lady out. So I'm like, okay, boom. And then there's like, there's somebody else in there, but the back door and the back is all crushed. I'm like, ain't nobody back there. Yeah. So I go around the other side. It is a lady back there. Hey. So um, it takes us probably about 20 minutes to get her out. So we finally get her out. And um, man, I, I pray to God that she's okay because all of this mm. was leaking. How? Uh, what kind of car was it? I don't know. It was like a little four-door car. A four-door yeah, car. You know what I'm saying? And there was a guy on the side crying because I think he was the one that like mm. tapped him. And so, um, so you know, I... After she gets out, and you know, um, you know, there's some, you know, somebody's calling the ambulance, whatever. So I'm like, okay, she's out. Everybody's out. They had a baby in the car. Everybody, they had a little boy in the car. Everybody's out on the side. So I'm like, there's nothing else I can do. Right. I'm damn sure not a doctor. So I'm starting walking back to the car. I got blood all on my left arm. So I'm like, damn, is this mine? Crime scene. So it's somebody else. And then, then my right leg is bleeding bad. My 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 yeah. right leg is swollen because I got a bone bruise too. And I'm like, oh my god. So now I got to go get a tetanus shot. The last time my leg was bleeding in almost identical spot was when I helped somebody in um, the DMV at a car accident. Listen, now, thank God you were there, right? Because I see a lot of videos a lot of times where, you know, things happen and people don't intervene, right? You know, there's the studies on all that, those social studies that see how people react when people are in need of help. Right. And a lot of people don't know what to do. Right. Some people just get stuck. Right. We see it all the time. It's performance anxiety, even in crisis. Right. right, right. And so if you weren't there, if you somebody who's been there, who's been there to help, like that's a divine intervention. You save somebody's life. It's probably the is a big spoiler for what you were thinking, like, dang, I, I was just trying to get away and relax a little bit. But yeah. that that's always a blessing, man. Those things always come back around. And then to follow up with that, me and wifey in Abu Dhabi, right? And at, towards the end of the pregnancy, you know, we, we like weeks, week 39, right? She's like, I'm just tired of this. But she just wants to, she can eat whatever now. Certain things you eat can kind of induce you and make it go. So she's chugging pineapple juice and everything, <laughs> right? And so I'm like, look, there's a um, there's another Jamaican spot out there that I like. It's called West to West, right? And it has, um, it has Caribbean food too, like West African food too. So you get a blend of everything. And so we had ordered food there the first week we got there. And then we had just came from the doctor and I'm like, babe, we already out, what you wanna do? So we go, and she's like, but let me drive. I said, I don't know about all that. I don't know about <laughs> all that, right? All right, and so we're in the car, and this is one thing that I didn't do in the States, but I do more now, right? And that's using the hazards. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. I, didn't, I didn't necessarily use, we know we only use the hazards when we want to park where we ain't supposed to park in America, right? Yep. But well, now the, you really use your hazards because people are going crazy. And so we're in, a, we're in like a 
three lane going through a tunnel. Um, and it's like, you know, I, I don't know if, if they were taught this here, but I always watch the car in front of the car in front of me. Yeah. Right. Two, two or three cars ahead if I can see them because there's somebody might have slow reaction time. And so we're watching, I'm watching the cars ahead. And so I hit the the hazard joint so she can so she can slow down and everybody's good. And then I just hear her like shriek, like, ah. And I'm looking around, I'm looking to see if water broke. I'm looking, and there's the, a truck behind us flipping and rolling, right? Like directly, like our car is here, and like maybe like 60, 70 paces behind us, it's that truck. And it stopped, but I guess it got hit by something and clipped, and it flipped over and it's rolling. But it's not rolling towards us, thank God. But it's rolling, and it's broad daylight. And it's like, it's crazy, because you're looking at it through the rear view mirror, and you're like, yo, what am I watching? Broad daylight. And then you just hear all the squeaking of the tires and people turning, and we're just like, like, man. Yeah, that that flip might have caused like a ten car, car pile up. Man, and and thank God that it flipped in a different direction. Cause like I said, that car was directly behind us, but we put our hazard on early. And I guess you know sometimes people, if you first of all, I don't think everybody does the maintenance they're supposed to do on their car. <laughs> and so your right. brakes might not hit off like they're supposed to hit off because right. you ain't got them joints checked. The brake right. pads is weak, everything, right? Right, right. And so they they tried to hit it, it didn't work. And I was just like, like, damn. And I was thinking about mm -hmm. it because you had just told me the story about what happened. And I'm like, yo, like, it's, it's what? Nah, man. But again, we're going to keep advocating for better driving practices in Dubai and the UAE. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We want to be here for a while. Um, we have so many resources here in this country. There's no need for everybody to drive as recklessly as they do because it's selfish. It's selfish and it's dangerous, man. Yeah. We are we are a team when we out there. <laughs> we sure. are a team. Let's sure. make it happen. So sure. um from there, let's go to the NBA. Right, we haven't talked basketball in a minute. Let's and I know people are ready to hear. So right. let's start with Budenhoser being fired. Because if you listen to our podcast, this is episode 20, season three, episode 67 in total. We've talked about Budenhoser several times. And we said how during his Toronto series, when he couldn't score or beat the team playing zone, that it was time for him to be fired. And so now everybody, I'm hearing people saying they're surprised, people saying it's not right, people saying it's not fair, people saying he doesn't deserve this. Those are people that we know don't watch. Right, yeah, that's, and they don't listen. Mm -hmm. no. Budenholzer started this when he was in Atlanta. He had a, he had a team in Atlanta that had won 60 games. And I, I want to say they got swept, but they definitely got kicked out the first round. And it was just um, basically they underachieved. And there was questions about him then. Okay. And that's not to say he's not a good coach because, come on, everybody makes mistakes. But he goes to Milwaukee and there's a microscope on him. Mm -hmm. He's having issues. The rumor is he's going to get fired any day now. That's because he couldn't score against the zone. Mm -hmm. Okay. He's not using Giannis in a situation that's going to be uh, that's going to help him be successful. So he was on he was almost out the door. They get on a run, they win the championship that buys him an extension. Okay, everybody's you know coming back. He's got Drew Holiday. He's got uh, what's my man, the shooter from Texas A and M, um, Chris Middleton. Middleton and those guys, Brooke, right? Brooke, Brooke Lopez, the new player. Lopez and those guys, right? So. Yes, they did deal with a lot of injuries, but 
in management's eyes, they underachieved. Mm-hmm. And so this is the perfect time to to regroup because, you know, they didn't achieve their goal. And so, and don't feel sorry for Budenholzer. He's going to get another job and he's walking out with 16 million. Yeah. But but let's talk about the fact that we brought this up. There are coaches that won coach of the year, coach of the year yeah. that were fired the sure. next year. Yeah. Now, like three of them. Budenholzer was given the benefit of the doubt multiple times when he probably should have been removed beforehand. Right. All right. And he was fortunate enough that the front office got PJ Tucker, right? They got um, Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday. Oh. Brooke Lopez started to get better. They got Grayson Allen. You got pieces that helped you build better around them. And you had good matchups during those yeah. times. And too. you got Giannis. And you got Giannis. You got- a better Giannis, right? Yeah. A more developed Giannis. And who was on that staff? You got Darvin Ham on that staff. Yep. You had a couple other guys that got on that staff who helped you get over those humps and your shortcomings as a coach. But he was a guy that he was already on the he was already on the hot seat. Yeah. He was he was able to buy some time because he had a generational talent. And the generational talent supported him. Right. And we talk about it all the time. If that's your guy. And you are the guy, you can buy him a little bit more time. Yeah, you can buy him two years. And that's what happened. Yep. And then it got a ring, right? And so now you look at it like what does what does Milwaukee look like though? Right. Because now I hear their owner is selling. Mm. Right. And so when you when we talk about that, what does Milwaukee do from here? <laughs> because I think next year Giannis is a free agent. Giannis is leaving. You think so? Yeah. yeah. There's I, no listen, there's no other reason to stay. And, that, and this is what happens. People always talk about, um, people get sentimental and say like, oh man, so-and-so should stay here, you know, stay with the small market team that drafted him, da 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 Listen, it's very rare to find a small market team that's going to invest in the team every year to be competitive. Mm-hmm. San Antonio is like the only one. Yeah. Everybody else, they have a good run, win it, and then they... You know, then from that point on, it's like, as long as we're competitive, yeah. right? Think about it. Dallas won a chip. They didn't run it back. They could have run it back at least one more year. Yeah. They, boom, let it go. Toronto. Yeah. I mean, that's just how it Nick goes. Nick Nurse is gone. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And he didn't deserve to be fired. Yeah. Yeah. They, they had, they were overachievers anyway. For sure. Right? That's the one space to where people didn't realize how, how important it was to have Kyle Lowry um, and some of those other vets there, yep. and then people that are playing roles. It's different when you got to carry the load. You know what I'm saying? It's different when you got to be the the person going to show up day in and day out. See, I, I don't know if Siakam is that. I don't know if Van Vliet is that. They're good. They're really good players though. But carrying the load of a franchise, different responsibility. Mm-hmm. But it falls on the coach's hands, and a lot of those guys are going to get traded too. Yep. Um, and so we, that's interesting. I do think that Giannis should go too. He's gonna go. You, you guys know here that I have been saying um, the Lakers can win a championship easy if AD does what he's supposed to do, right? Even even doing even in the year, you guys can go back. I'll try to find the clips. I said it even when we were struggling. If AD just makes a little bit of a change, we can still win it all. Nobody in the West or in the East scares me about anything, right? But I will say this now. If we do not win it all, and I'm not talking about uh, Western Conference finals, nothing. I'm talking about a chip. If we don't win a chip, I've already advocated for trading AD, right? 
if Giannis is something or whatever, like, <laughs> you know, you know what I'm saying? Because I think that works out in Milwaukee's favor too. But hey, Giannis, it's ruining LA, you know? Because at the end of that two years, we don't know where Bron going to be. Because Bron going to go wherever Bronny go. Right. And he made sure he can he can make that personal decision when that time go. And so who are we going to leverage our future on? We're going to get a ring this year. Keep, keep we'll talk about that later. But future-wise. And you confident going to get a ring this year? I'm I'm feeling good. Feeling we were talking good. About, okay. uh, but you remember I told you this is I'm not front running. I've yeah. been I've been here. I've oh, been saying, uh, no, everybody yeah. knows. Yeah. Everybody that knows basketball and watches the game knows that if AD mm. is aggressive, yeah. he's and a matchup nightmare. On both ends. And we made some changes. Right. But we'll talk about that soon. But you know, I'd like to see what happens. Cause you know, <laughs> Drew Holiday says he's gonna get there. But I'm just saying if Giannis is out there, throw the whole throw the whole Hollywood sign at him, everything. Go get him. Go get him. We can put some people around him. Cause you know it's it's attractive to be in LA. But just we on my Lakers, let's go right there. Let's go right there. We haven't gotten a chance to talk since since that Dylan Brooks fiasco. You know what I'm saying? Go poke the bear and, and all these other things. The one thing is, and I'll let you take over for this. I am a Kobe guy. Yep. Right. Um Nobody publicly would talk like that about Kobe. Yeah, you guys seen Roger Bell throw a couple elbows or Chris Childs throw a fist or whatever. Coach Kobe threw those things back too, and Kobe ended up cooking Roger Bell. But those are also a different era of basketball, different area of, of people, period, right? You guys saw what happened to Ruben, Ruben Patterson, when he come on talking about he the Kobe, Kobe stopper. stopper. <laughs> you saw what happened and all that. But even then, he wasn't saying that his teammates were saying it. Right, it was no. I'm a poke the bear because he old and he ain't got it. Right, it's a, it's a little bit different. Right, we you hear a lot of stories like Evan Turner just said something about how because they were uh, Mario Chalmers made that comment about nobody fearing LeBron. Right, mm -hmm. Mario. Uh, they asked Evan Turner about it. He said, you know, two different killers. But what I will say is, I remember playing with on a team and some of our guys were like, look, don't look at Kobe and I. Don't say too much. Don't do too much extra because he's going to look for any type of motivation, motivation or advantage or anything to destroy you. Don't give him that. Yeah. Don't give him because yeah. if he smell it, it's a wrap, right? Yeah. And that's what they were saying. It's a different type of talk, right? And so with Dylan Brooks, he said he pokes a bear. <laughs> I was so happy when he did that. I was so happy because I just I just needed LeBron right. to get up. Hey, that's, so you talk about Kobe not. Kobe think, taking any little thing for motivation. You know where he gets that from. I was, I was going to let that. That's so why I was going to let you You know, it. MJ is MJ is the god of all this stuff. Like, just taking, any, you know, you chewing your gum wrong. Mm -hmm. That makes me mad. Mm -hmm. I don't feel comfortable. You know, and so um, guys like Kobe and MJ take things like that personally. Yeah. And LeBron ain't that type of dude. LeBron is a, is more of a, how can I say it? Like, um, I'm just going to play. Yeah. You know. Team concept. But when you piss him off, yeah. he can bring it. You know what I'm saying? Like when Detroit, he scored 25 in a row. Yeah. That's what we were we wait on so much. But Dylan Brooks to do that in the playoffs, and you you can't back it up in any in any capacity. Yeah. In a contract year. Mm -hmm. You screwed your career. Yeah. You're gonna find you're gonna go somewhere, yeah. but winning basketball yeah, done for you. Yeah, it ain't gonna be the same. Mm -hmm. And um just to see him say that and then you know they basically like yeah that yeah, <laughs> that as we always say yeah, that, yeah. That, that anus just, yeah, just, it's a little bit different 
<laughs> yeah, it got tight. Yeah. And um, you, know, you, you see Brian walk up to him before the game? You no. You ain't see him? Brian walked up to him. Yo, give me hey, give uh give me my phone. Brian walked up to him, right? And pregame. Doing the joint. I'll, I'll let you see. Brian walked up to him. I, I thought I sent that to you. Yeah. <laughs> I hate that I couldn't stay up late and watch all those games. Yeah. And so the one thing is, um, uh, Brooks, the one thing too is I remember saying, um, remember last year I talked about how um, Dylan Brooks was not the guy. Right. Like he could not be the second, third best wing guy. And right. everybody was looking at me like, oh, no, you hating. And I was like, you said that for sure. He can't score enough for one. And if you got to put him out there to do more than just be three and D, they're going to be in trouble because that's not his thing. Like I remember you just sent me something from um, when he was in, uh, What's it called? In college. Um, and, yeah, in Oregon. Like, <laughs> it's like, oh, this is the guy. It's like, yeah, that's the that's yeah. the one. Like, I know you know what I'm saying? Um, okay. I gotta find. It. I'm gonna find it and show you too. But okay. Brian walked up to him in the uh, in the, in the, um, in warm ups. Walked up to him in warm ups and it's like, yeah, I. And then you see that, that two two hand reverse. At, like, man, thirty eight. That's crazy. Like, Yo, that's amazing. Yo, and so now we so. I do think that points to the immaturity of that team. And so Dylan Brooks, I don't think it was fair for him to be publicly shamed like right. that from the Memphis Absolutely. franchise, talking yeah. about there's no way he's going to be resigned. Because you did put him on the best play on every team all season. Yep. And he did perform. He yep. did do his best. He did one of the top wing defenders in the league. You, you mentioned immaturity. That immaturity that emanates from that team is from top to bottom. Mm -hmm. Management allows that stuff to happen and encouraged that stuff when they were winning. Mm -hmm. And so you guys created that monster. Now you have to deal with it. And you're using him as a scapegoat. And that's that's not cool. Yeah. You know, because the media is already killing him enough from, from what he said. But anything else, you know, you guys could have kept that in-house, you know, and that's that shows how unprofessional you are. And you guys don't realize that's going to hurt you in terms of getting key vets. Because listen, you talking about why did Andre Guadalupe leave? Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And so those type of things you got to make sure you're aware of at all times. And so it's going to be interesting to see what those guys do and how they bounce back, right? Okay. Um, I think I might have found a video. Look, this Brian walking up to him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, "Yeah, I'm gonna talk to you about it." Yeah, and then you know we went on and we took over that one. And so here we go now. Lakers up three one against the Warriors, mm -hmm. right? Um, let's talk AD because AD had consistency issues. Yep. You know, every other game he would show up, but it would be like the craziest. It would be a 30, 13, 7 box. <laughs> Next game, 13 points, 10 rebounds. Yeah. Like, like what's going on? And so this last night he put together a good one, 25 and 13. Um let's go AD. What what are you seeing um when the games that what that's making him effective on defense, particularly? He's active. Yeah. Just, he he looks engaged. He looks passionate. You know, uh, he flamed out a little bit last game because I think it warmed down a little bit. But he he got he got them off to such a good start that they can maintain. Mm -hmm. And and you know that's the difference right now. Like just to see him, you know, get bumped and not wince and grab his arm or grab his leg. You know, 
that's just showing that he's trying to power through mm-hmm. and playing the right way. And so, it, man, listen, if he does that, there's only one or two people in the league that can match up with him. And yeah. one, Giannis is out. Yep. You know, Embiid and Joker are still, you know, trying to get there. But, um, I mean, it's on him. The, you know, the Lakers can actually win. They should actually be four. It should have been a sweep. Yeah. If he if he put together two two aggressive games, they win game two. Yep. And so the, tell me what you're seeing defensively, though. And cause we always talk about um, pick and roll coverage. Yep. That's the most important right. um, action that you got to cover in the NBA. But what are you seeing different in the way that D. Ham is adjusting our position on, on pick and roll? Well, if it's if it's AD involved in pick and roll, AD is not sitting back and drop coverage. He's coming up. Mm-hmm. And, you know, unlike most bigs, you can't just turn the corner on him. If you do get by him, there's always the chance that he's going to get it from behind. He's going to alter your shot. And then if you if you can't get by him, you're trying to create enough space to get get your shot off without him contesting. That's that's almost a no-no. We saw that with, with Steph. Now, you have to continuously try to attack him to try to wear him down. But um, he is still young. Mm-hmm. He's athletic. And he is he's when he's engaged, he's real good defensively. Yeah. So he covers a lot of he covers a lot of ground, man. He's just active. And and what can you do with that? Yeah. I've I've been noticing how hard it's been for people to make passes off the pick and roll because of that. Mm-hmm. Because he's he's staying big. Yep. He's staying big. And so of course we block everything. We get all those things too. But those one-handed passes, and to Steph's credit, he has been doing a good job dishing the rock too. 14 assists this last night, 13 assists the night before. Yeah. But the Warriors overall have been committing a high amount of turnovers, which they've been doing because yeah. we always highlighted that here too. Yeah. But they're doing that and not getting good shot, shot yeah. selection. Steph, Steph, he did get a lot of assists because, you know, the, the number one fan, TJ, uh, we talked today about it. And he's talking about, man, you're right, JK. He does turn it over a lot in cr- crunch, you know, moments. And I said, the, the, he has 14 assists, right? But those are assists where even if you were a two guard, and you have passing ability, you can drop those off mm-hmm. because you're drawing two, you're kicking one behind your back, you know, it's a, it's a pocket pass here, it's a pass over the top there. But a point guard with the ball in their hands late in the game, especially him, is either got to get to the right person or you got to get a shot. Yeah. And that's where people, that's where people don't give Chris Paul enough love. Yeah. Because if it's in his hands late in the game, he's not turning it over. Yeah. You know yeah. And that's the only thing with Steph because he, and Steph's problem is kind of what Russell Westbrook has sometimes. They're natural two guards. Man, we've I had this argument with my boys in the group chat because they talked about is Steph the best point guard ever? And I was like, Steph's not a point guard, right? And so we're talking about, they always talk about, we always get into this debate about what this era of basketball is, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, look, Point guard from this era that I've seen of Rajon Rondo, yep. um, CP3, um, and then I can't even name too many others. But when I look at Harden is more of a point guard because mm-hmm. then, then he made that transition. But it's like it's different. And we we're going to really have to come on and dedicate, you know, a topic to that and break that down because – Yes, traditionally point guards didn't score as much, but even the scoring point guards from before, like Isaiah Thomas, um, it's a list of them. You know, Scott Skiles can shoot the mm-hmm. shoot the piss out the ball, as they'll say. Like it's a long list of them. All of them were leading offenses. They were great at it too. 
right? And so that's why we see so many point forwards now, right? Because the guards, the lead guards, aren't as good as running teams and being able to balance that. A lot of them are just athletes, yeah. right? And so, but we'll get into that. And that's okay. Yeah. Like, people think that that's a knock on stuff. No, it's not. Mm -hmm. That's For you to be labeled as a two-guard and you're undersized for what we consider a traditional two-guard, that's a badge of honor. Yeah. Because you still are a, you're, you're basically a hybrid point guard. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You just happen to score better than you do around the team. Yeah. You know, Allen Iverson was smaller than Steph. What was he? He was a two guard. And and they argue with me because I said, look, he averaged the same amount of assists as AI for his career. Yeah. I said, you know, you're talking about the playmaking. Mm, and, a, and AI doesn't have the type of skill around him. Right. right. And then they talk about Dame. And I was like, look, we look at Dame and we forget that when he first came in, he played more of a true point guard role. And until strapped they, up. And strapped up until they got rid of the talent that was around them. So he had no choice but to get hit, right? And so, so it's different, but we'll break that down. Um, but to that point, we got to talk about the struggles the Warriors are having, mm -hmm. right? Shout out to Looney for being a master at his craft being a master that we we love that somebody that loves to get his nose dirty and rebound and <laughs> that cat man man looney is a listen man he is a dog yeah for sure and you deserve every penny you're gonna get oh. um but their struggles right now are with scoring because d ham has put together a great defensive plan and we have the wings and the pesky guards to guard them Size. Um, shout out to yes, shout out to D Ham for making that adjustment and playing Lonnie Walker. Lonnie Walker was out of the rotation for a bit because he got bit by injury, mm -hmm. and that was the same time that we brought in Beasley, Vando, and we had Troy Brown that was catching a little bit of a rhythm shooting threes, right? right? Um, but Lonnie Walker was a starter. He had moments where he was scoring twenty multiple times, and so these last two games, he got in. The first game he had 12, last night he had 15 in the fourth, right? But you know how he ended up getting into the rotation, King? The game that we got blown out, mm -hmm. he was inserted in and he had like 12 points and caught a rhythm in that that blowout part. D Ham saw that, he said, all right, he's ready. And because he was professional and woke up at that time, now he's locked in. Cause yeah. he's doing a great job yeah. chasing those screens. Yeah, cause he could have easily come in that blowout and just been like, Man, pouting like, man, I should be playing. But no, he came in as a professional. I get paid to play. Mm -hmm. This is my opportunity for you young guys out there. This is my opportunity to get more time. Mm -hmm. And look what happened. Starting in his yeah. role. Yeah. And they're doing a great job of chasing them off those screens and making sure somebody is always there. Between Reeves, Schroeder, um, when Troy Brown does come on, Vando at 6'9". And then we're making those adjustments. That's what I love about the playoffs, the chess match. Right. And so now you're making the adjustment to where Vando is not on Steph because they were trying to get him in the pick and roll and get him out. And we put in, uh, Austin Reeves on him. And so when they switch, Vando switches off onto him and Austin Reeves switches on to uh, Clay or whoever else. But it's somebody that can defend over top a little bit better. But what does um, Golden State do? Like you talked about earlier, they try to wear Anthony Davis down in the pick and roll, which means the ball's in Steph's hands more. Yep. But then he shoots three for 14 yeah. from the three. Yeah. But but not only do they try to wear him down by putting him in the pick and roll action all the time, it <clears throat> people don't understand a lot of times it's with 24 seconds. Mm. Sometimes you say, screw those plays. We got to put the ball in the best player's hands. And so... Do you want Steph operating with the ball 
where he can pick his spots, or do you want Steph catching it with three, four seconds left? You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So you gotta sometimes you gotta just say, hey man, look. Yeah. All right, Steph, pick and roll. Yeah, let it go. Because otherwise, you know, with all the length and stuff that you just mentioned, like it's hard for him to get the ball. Man, yeah. That's that's extra work for him. So now he gets it, clock's running down. So that's the extra defender. Yep. And then Jordan Poole is playing terrible. (laughs) Last night, Clay Thompson took one of the worst shots ever. And then everybody was like, what is going on? But Jordan Poole is playing terrible and everybody's on him about it because, you know, he signed that big contract. But like, (laughs) I guess, what are you seeing with his struggles? Doesn't know his role. Mm. That's just that's just bottom line. Mm. And so, so Steph played a lot of minutes the other night, right? Mm-hmm. You almost have to rest Steph and play pool in that role because that's the role. Pool's mentality is that I'm a score, which he is. A, he gets a bucket, but he sometimes you can kind of see the body language and on his facial uh, his facial expressions that he may think he's in the same category as Steph. Mm-hmm. And so the only way for him to really survive out there is if Steph's on the bench. Or or he may think that the shots, the 25 shots Clay is getting, should he should get 10 of those. Okay, so again, you know what I'm saying? So again, he thinks he's in the space he thinks, that yeah. Clay is in. No, you're not. Yeah. You know? But how do you tell him that when, when Clay wasn't there, who was holding the fourth down? When they won a chip, when who was the one really, who was the sidekick during that time? It wasn't Clay. it was Jordan Poole. Big moments, ball in his hands. Like, why did you pay me this? Then yeah. you're going to sit me down. And it's not like I didn't. And I took the punch in the face for y'all. <laughs> <laughs> like, I took that. And so that's going to be interesting. Um, Lakers in five, we close it out next game. That's my thing. Um, I love the way, because we got to close it out with the Suns being 2-2. I think that's going to go six, maybe seven. And we need the rest that we can, all the rest that we can get. We need all the rest that we can get. So go handle your business, Bron. Do your thing. Um, Miami and New York. It's over. <laughs> well, how do we get there? Miami is here after beating Milwaukee. Well, Milwaukee had injuries. But they lost Tyler Hero. N- n- listen, Milwaukee had Giannis. HC playing team. Come on, man. That's what I'm saying. AC playoff team. They were the worst three point shooting team in the league. They were they were weak. they were bad on paper. Took that, but now you come. You know they got New York three one. It's over. It's over because they they're playing in the zone. Shout out! Shout out to Jimmy Buckets. Yeah. What that playoff Jimmy different? Yeah. It's really like Jimmy. Jimmy he a Hall of Famer to me now. Jimmy give you some moments that like you just may never see again. Like right, this right. franchise legend now. Like he's carrying the torch of a whole franchise there. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Drinking coffee while he's doing it, you know? And so it's over. So what what do you see the Knicks issue with? Because you talked about this all year. You talked about it all year. Well, when you watch them play against the heat in the zone, it's just like they have no they have no clue as what to do. They're so used to playing against man and kind of, kind of going helter skelter and 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 depending on Jalen Brunson too much. Yeah. If 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 you can bottle him up, everybody else is dead. Man, man, they, my man, uh, Stephen A. said, "Look, we might got to trade Julius Randle. I'm sick of him." Yeah, I was like, "Whoa, he just he was all NBA at first, all All Star. What y'all, what's going on?" Yeah, expectations were different then. Uh, what do you? How do you feel about the way Davis has been using or not using his bench? Well, you know, he, come on, man. Like, 
He's never played his bench ever. It's stubborn, but he got a bench with D Rose and Fournier, though, I right? Didn't you know? say that he just does. He's never done that, you know. Yeah. So yeah, I have a problem with it because it's a forty-eight minute game. It's a seven-game series. You got to play those guys. That's what they get paid to do. Especially when you don't have a star, a superstar yeah. like Brandon Brunson is killing it, but he's not. Yeah. It's just certain things. It's a little bit different, yeah. right? Um, and so Miami, shout out to y'all. Shout out to Spo. Shout out to Pat Riley. Like, he always find a way. Hey, and you got to look at the continuity at the, at the head, right? You got Spo, who is a, a he, he top class, top tier, yeah. right? We know that what they try to give Steve Kerr, we got to give Spo because it's been like 15 years. <laughs> Continue success with those monsters and without. Yep. Right? And so shout out to those guys. But let's get to my favorite right now. The, the the guy that I'm liking to watch the most right now, Devin Booker. You know, the Denver went up 2-0. I thought it was over. And they went up 2-0, and he still was giving them 40s. He still was giving them 40s. And he's shooting like 60%, like number one in all the offensive categories right now, right? And then they go to, and KD struggled, shooting 25% from the three wall. Um, but they go to they go home, protect home court, and they win. And he's still going crazy, right? Key difference. Start campaign, because CP is hurt. Yep. Uh Landell is playing great. And at times he's taking the crunch time minutes from DeAndre Aiden. TJ Warren, Terrence Ross getting to the lineup. They were being played at first. And everybody in the world was like, yo, you got buckets on the bench. You got guys afraid to shoot. Like, why are you not playing him? But Monty Williams made that adjustment that Dibs didn't make. And now we're here. What do you what do you see? What are you, what are some of your takeaways from this? I like um just because I didn't get a chance to watch the last two games mm-hmm. because I thought it was over. Yeah. You know, uh I'm shocked if, you know, without them having a pure floor leader in Chris Paul to be, you know, two two and and KD's not shooting well. It's scary for Denver because KD will not shoot that poorly for long. Mm. Not for long. And then, you know. What's what's also frustrating, what's got to be frustrating for um, Denver's coach is that um, Joker's doing everything. He had fifty one, <laughs> and, and it was it was it was it was like it was a it was a serious fifty one. It was it was it looked like he was about to be the best big man of all time. Because you know he got fifty one, eleven, and eleven, or maybe seventeen assists. That's something what I'm crazy. saying, man. Like. He's doing all that, and you still lost. Man, and KD. Like, KD caught his rhythm last game. But you know, signature, KD is coming. While still, because you know what they did? They have a clip where um, D-Book is up top because he's cooking, and they send a double team to him. He's, look, this is the Nuggets bench. They send a double team to him. He kicked the KD wide open. And as he passes, he looks to the Denver bench and said, you going to double me and leave KD? And KD hits the three, right? And he's like, you stupid. You left KD? To double me. And he said, listen, ball leaving his hands. He looked and said, you going to leave me? for Man. KD knocked it down, of course. And he booked just say, look, you just keep shooting, Slim. Concentrate, keep shooting. <laughs> if they going to do that, we're going to be a okay. Y'all know this man's resume. <laughs> what? What? And then he goes 13 for 19 in the game four. This man. Right. Like, they combined for 75 points. Yeah. But DeAndre Aiden. I, you know what? I sent I sent a text to Coach Roland. What did he, did he text back? Yeah, he, he, he said, "Yeah, big fella struggling a little bit." <laughs> I, I he said, "You know, I met him. You know, I got a chance to talk to him. I like him." I said, "Oh, so 
<laughs> oh, it's personal. Okay, so okay, so I'll stop joining now because yeah, now yeah. I know it's just personal. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? You like the young buck. That's yeah, fine. That's cool. But Joker is good. God, Joker has him in a car seat right now. Man, Joker, uh, uh, Jeff Green, uh, Aaron Gordon, whoever sees him, his eyes just light up. You know, like this. That this is what I, this is what I be saying. Everybody gets always gets excited about those international players, right? Um, the French cat, the French guy over in Minnesota. He's starting to see Luca's limitations to an extent. DeAndre Aiden is, is, a, is an island guy. Like it's a little bit different moxie with them. You know, Joker is different. Joker is Joker is coming from a different space, but. It's just, it's just certain things that's just, just missing. You don't know what it is. It's just certain things just missing. You know what I'm saying? He didn't spend... How many years was Tim Duncan at um, Wake Forest? I think he went four. He went four. I think he went right? four. Yeah. That's enough time to get that, you know, that whatever together. But, he spent some enough time here. To, but um, he, he went to San Antonio. Yeah. So it's a little With David Robinson. It's a little different element there. You know, yeah. Aiden going to Phoenix at that particular time, he got a... He's, Got to kind of learn on his own, like Kwame Brown going to Washington. You got to learn on your own. <laughs> you see that, DeAndre Aiden? You're getting close to the Kwame. You're getting close to Kwame. You're getting close, man. Like, because your 18 and 10 be empty stats. Yeah. And that's the crazy thing, too, right? So um, let's go. I'm, I'm pulling for I'm pulling for KD. Um, it's tough because I want KD to win a chip. But I don't want him to win I want CP and D-Book yeah. to win one. but. Yeah. But if they meet the Lakers, they can. Oh, DeAndre Aiden is going to be food. <laughs> We're going to be food, boy. Rotisserie. We're going to be food over there. Oh, my goodness. Um, last one, Boston and Philly. Mm. It's a weird series. It is. is Man, it is really strange. <laughs> it is. It is. Shout out to the, the uh, James Harden going to Vegas on a day off. I said, yo, you got to be crazy. But listen, man, people people showing these videos of like John Morant right now in the club a little bit or whatever. And somebody said, Slim, if they had cameras doing Jordan era and you saw how much that dude was gambling, <laughs> y'all with the casinos smoked out with cigars. Like he, he, he that flu game won a flu game, he was hung over. Yeah, hung over for it. <laughs> and came out in the playoffs, right? Like, come on, man. But it's just those guys back, they, they perform, yeah, and and and, then, and and when something and things didn't go their way, they just owned up to it. You know, post game interview, hey, yeah, I just I got to come back. Yeah, and, and Harden put up forty. Yeah, he came been, back. He's been doing his thing. Yeah, he came back after those two tough ones, right? Yeah. And so, um, well, I, those timeouts, right? Uncle Ro, can we came? We talked about some coaching tips. Mm-hmm. Don't take them timeouts home with you. Yep. Boot and hose that took them with him. He's at home right now, mm-hmm. and. Marzulo, um, I probably said that name. Marzulo, yeah. yeah. Marzullo, yeah. Um, he he kept on. He held on to some timeouts. He had some questionable play calls the last couple nights. So, I, and then Jalen Brown. I I've been saying it all year. I don't think he. I think his time is up. I think it's time for him to have his T Mac era. And when I say T Mac era, that means leave Toronto, go to Orlando, Houston, and be a star. And I think it's time for him to spread his wings because. I know Jason Tatum is the go-to guy there, but I would rather put my money on Jalen Brown. <laughs> that's you know that's that's just me. Not not because I don't like the Duke guy, you know, 
I don't like Duke still, but because I just, I just, I just got more, a little more dog in it. Yeah, and I, he can, he just gonna give me more on both sides, and he's better size, size selection wise. When I look at Jason Tatum, a lot of times, sometimes I feel like it's cone drills, and I don't see if it's the same thing. See, that's what happens if you make a choice in school based on just practical stuff. He went to California because he wanted to be close to Silicon Valley, <laughs> and he wanted to learn about those things around there. Great business-wise, but you don't get the same press if you don't come out of Duke, Kentucky, Kansas, or ACC school, anything like that. And so now that puts you into a box in the space. Yeah. And that's why we're here. Yeah. There's a, actually, there was a guy that played with me in the IBA named Carl Boyd from Cal. Mm. Dog. Monster. Yeah. Monster. Should have been in the league. Mo yes. Monster. A little undersized for the two, but a monster. Mm-hmm. From Cal, you know, they just don't get the same love. You know, they, it's hard. You ain't J Kid, and J Kid, but J Kid just has so much I mean, he, coming out of high school. Yeah, he's one of the most hype high school players ever. Yeah, and so that's you know. dumb. So who you got winning that series? How many games you got it going? I got it going seven. Seven. I, I I do just because you don't know who's gonna show up. You know, uh, each night. Yeah, you know, is is it gonna be is it gonna be Tatum and Brown coming at you left side, right side, the two Dobermans, you know what I'm saying, or is it gonna be Embiid just just housing the paint down there, or or is Embiid gonna come in and take it easy on Horford for one night? You know, you yeah. just don't know. I think I think Embiid, old Horford, everybody talking about he got strapped in the clutch, so I think Embiid gonna come back with yeah. With I, some, with I told some you stuff. he was, you know, a little bit. He was deferring a little too much. Yeah, because so, I think the injury. Yeah. Yeah, and so all right, you got you said you said Boston. Yeah, I'm gonna go Boston. You gonna go Boston? Yeah. I'm. Uh, I don't think Boston does it. I think this is gonna be the series that breaks up the the crew. I think they. Go, I think. Uh, I, I think, think either go. way, they're gone. They're not. Yeah. They had enough time to go. Yeah, it's time to go. And so that's the that's the hoop breakdown. Oh, I think Kevin Ollie got the Pistons job. Oh, okay. I okay. think I think that's that's gonna be interesting to watch. We know Udoka is down in Houston. Mm. You know, it's going to be some interesting things to watch. Um, Offseason is going to be crazy, of course. But let's get into some college stuff. Okay. You know, Bronny James goes to USC. Cha-ching, cha-ching. <laughs> she didn't got serious. Man, he goes to USC and he joins, um, what's the star's name? It's Isaiah Collier and Juju Watkins, okay? Isaiah Collier, I believe he may be like number one or two in the rankings. Juju Watkins is the number one girl in the country. She's mm -hmm. also from um, Sierra Canyon as well. She's looking to carry that Lisa Leslie Cheryl Miller um, Trojan legacy. If you guys don't know, go look it up. That one is, that's his real deal. And then it's old King's Court. Oh man, yeah, yeah it is. We do got some of that on, um, on the IG. And so now, um, they have some of the the top players coming in. They got a big time transfer, and you know they're coming off three straight um, tw uh, twenty season wins, twenty win seasons, and now they are Final Four level program. And so, and then here in LA, they talking about my man's. They said that his nil evaluation is five point one million. <laughs> Come on, man, let's talk about what that means right there for for basketball. I, I can't even like it's 5.1 that's not including the stuff he's already got and that's before he plays right that's before he plays because you you know if you the, the better you perform yeah man like that's that was a, 
a good a good you know business decision. Yeah, uh, he's still close to home. Yeah, you know, still, dad can still see him play most most nights. He's playing with people he's familiar with, and um, you know, he's just in a comfortable setting. And being at USC, even though it's a lot of hype because he's it's not as much pressure as going to Duke or Carolina or you yeah. know, Kansas, Kentucky. So, I, I mean, I just think let's just say this. Braun has been very calculated with him so far. So yeah. I think he's, so yeah, he's got to be in a safe space. Yeah, yeah. Andy Andy Infield is the guy who led Florida Gulf Coast to their uh, Dunk City's energy. And one of my teammates played for him. Oh, my, okay. One of my, um, he went to St. John. Okay. And Julian DeBulls, he went to St. John's. And then he uh, he's at IMG right now with the, with the guy. Hmm. And so I played with him with Blue Devils and TakeOver. Um, but... They saying shout out to Nick Young, shout out to OJ Mayo. OJ Mayo was one of the first who had us all excited about USC basketball, right? Because OJ was out there mm, crazy. You're wrong for me. For oh, my, okay. I was gonna my, say, I was we, gonna say. Uh, you guys had Harold Miner, right? Yeah, and then before Harold Miner, we gotta remember the late great Hank Gathers oh. started at USC. He's at USC. Bo Kimball started. Yeah, then they went to Loyola America. Oh, I was about to say I didn't know, yeah. but but for us it was OJ. Yeah, because you you know what OJ did coming out of high school yeah. with o, all of that. OJ was, had a lot of hype because that's you know he's about a little younger than me, mm -hmm. so he had a lot of hype coming out. But Harold Miner. Yeah, that's different. Yeah, but they, they, your name, Baby Jordan, in listen, college. You know what they saying? They saying Bronny gonna bring the most hype. To um to the USC since Quincy McCall from Love and Basketball. Oh my God! Oh <laughs> they my said, God. "Yo, they said so." Most people don't know any other player but Quincy McCall from USC. Yeah. They said somebody called Spike Lee right now and <laughs> get him on the thing. So yeah. I'm excited to see this, man. Sure. You know this. We you know what this this does for me, and you're gonna love this as a college football guy. I miss that Pete Carroll USC I era. I do too, man. Reggie Bush, US, oh my Matt Liner. It was like, it was Carson. It was, what? Oh, man. I missed that era of, of college football. Yeah. And USC is the perfect place to do it. And so I'm hoping Pasadena gets rocking. It's crazy because USC is one of those places I was going to go and apply for a job at when mm -hmm. I was thinking about going to Cali. So I had a professor that was already there that was going to help me. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to I'm looking forward Let's to that. See. That's going to be dope. That's going to be dope, man. Shout out to Quincy McCall. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then... Let's let's stick there. Let's stay with that nil energy and um and some of these transfers. So LSU women, you know, just they just won big. You know, Flo J and Angel Reese have been on everybody's TV. They've been everywhere. They've been killing it. Flo J, you really got bars. Flo, you really can do that. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah for she, sure. She really can, and she has some curse in that one thing that I've seen. Yeah, yeah. Like she can really go. Um, but they just picked up the two top. The two top transfer portal recruits. After the last year, Andrew Reese, of course, was the number one. They picked her up. Now they picked up the two top king. <laughs> they picked up dog, Haley Van Lees, right? <laughs> and they picked up, uh, her name is Anissa Morrow. So Van Lees averaged 19 and 5 and shot. <laughs> she, still, she shot 41% from the field and 58% from the three-point line, right? If you guys aren't familiar with her, she's a dog. Yeah, I think Killer. she led Louisville to two Final Four. Yes, yeah. right? And now they just picked up Anissa Morrow from DePaul, right? Standout from DePaul. And let me see if they got her numbers here for you. Um, last time I looked, I think she averaged 23 and 11 boards. 
six one. <laughs> you pair you pair her with the not with male or female. She has the most double doubles in NCAA history. Angel Reese, the most double doubles in NCAA history. Thirty four. That means double double every time she steps on the floor. And you pair her with somebody who averaged twenty four and twelve. After you replace. What? And then you still have the best, I think they have the top five recruiting class of freshmen coming in. What, King? Yeah. Now, the question that this bears is, what does this do for NIL and super teams for women? Because now they start to look at it like, if we're all in one place together, then we all can eat. Because I think um, right now, because she just signed with Sports Illustrated, um, Andrew Reese is like 1.5 million mm-hmm. on her NIL valuation, and then Flo J is she's up there too with like 800,000, and Van Leaf as well is up there. So you got four or five girls who are top level NIL players and valuation, and then you add somebody like Mara who's a baller too, who may not have the same type of thing, but you you come into the she's circle about to get it, about to get it, she's about to get it, and you talk they talk about the super teams that can be formed now. In women's college basketball, well, that's that's BS because there's always been super teams in co- women's college basketball because there wasn't enough talent to go around. Yeah, UConn's been that way for years. True, Tennessee's True. been that way for True. years. True. So that you know that's but but it's gonna it's gonna look different because of NIL, right? Because nope. the the way that they come together is gonna be more strategic in how we can like benefit each other, come together, and like where I can go well, to get those. Nah, up. nah, it's it's been the same, man. You know, the top player from. <clears throat> Maryland top player from Minnesota know each other from AAU circuit. Let's go team up together in Connecticut, so we, you know, so we can win a championship. It's been the same way. The only difference is there's just some dollar signs behind King, it. King, one point five million, <laughs> eight hundred thousand five. Are you getting five hundred racks? Why are you going to the WNBA? Right. So now we've been waiting for a change in WNBA basketball, right? You heard Brittany Griner say that she's never going to encourage anybody to go play overseas, right? I bet you traumatized for sure, and I understand it, right? <laughs> I understand it. Man. Valid. Well, what's the WNBA going to do? These these young ladies do not want y'all to change the rule for them to go back to go to the WNBA early anymore. No, I'll stay for three years like you asked me to. Because by the time I'm finished with that three years, I'll probably have more money than your top paid player in oh, the WNBA. For sure. You know what and, then, and more brand deals and everything else. And then when it's said and done, you still want to hoop because you can hoop, right? I'd rather go to Spain, Italy, or whatever and make, you know, high six figures mm-hmm. than go to WNBA and play that grueling schedule for three months, you know. And they don't have enough teams because all these top girls get cut. Because they, they can't make rosters and they have enough teams. So now you got some of the top girls that are not playing who could who probably would bring more fanfare. So now they stuck in with that because the W I mean the WNBA does not market the way the NCAA women does. The NCAA women's basketball, March Madness and everything is crazy. Matter of fact, they talked about that LSU game with Kaitlyn Clark and Andrew Reese. It had more, it had higher ratings than the Super Bowl. Right. Yeah. This is women's basketball. Okay. So so but, now WNBA is in trouble. But the difference the difference in women's basketball, one thing, don't get me wrong, sometimes those idiots in the NCAA will screw over the girls. Yeah. I mean, not the girls, the women. But uh, the one thing they do is 
they do make it a little more regional for their tournaments. But and that that allows more people to follow them that that really you know are fans of the game. And you know, WNBA, you know, you got some teams like let's be real. Some of those places, you know, they're not they're not going to a game. And the number one thing too is if you hear all the girls, I mean the women talk about it, is like, why are you putting us in the same cities as other NBA teams? Yeah. Like you just do your research. We should have a team in Connecticut near Yukon, which you do have. We should have a team probably in South Carolina because that joint sells out all the time. Right? You should have a team in um what's another spot? Um Louisville, maybe, or something like that. Like you should you, you gotta have teams in spots where they don't have professional teams. Man, man. And then again, all the colleges, they kind of did the work for you. They're giving you the market research. Right. <laughs> they let you know where they pick regionals to be at for the NCAA tournament. You should have three or four teams in that 50 mile radius or whatever else that is. But, you know, it's going to be interesting to watch because was, these young ladies can go there and get that back. <laughs> go get that back. And so uh, our next topic here um, is homegrown, somebody we know from the crib, you know, Hunter Dickinson. You know, he, Man, I remember that cat was like this. When he couldn't see. You yep. know, he had them glasses, the weird glasses on, mm-hmm. sitting on the bench. And so... Um, Man, shout out to you, Hunter. Um, I know he ain't listening to this. <laughs> ben or Grant might be. Ben yeah, yeah. Ben, ben or Grant, Grant might be. <laughs> but um, shout out to him for his decision to transfer to Kansas. Yeah. Let me get. Man, good, good luck to you, man. I see you with your little content creation. Um, <laughs> Kansas, you know. Interesting. Yeah, you know, it's fitting, you know. He's a major piece fitting into a big puzzle. Yeah. And um, you know, they should make some noise, you yeah. know, and it's you know, a good move financially, you know, and probably um uh, career wise. Yeah, know? I hope so, because I know I've been watching and, and listening to um different insiders and recruits and, and scouts. Um, because he had a he had a window where he could have been lottery pick. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Sure. And which is why I think this NIL move was important for him because he's gonna try to recoup a lot of money he missed right. out on. But now I think there's a lot of pressure on him. You you took a while and you stalled, <laughs> right? You know, they say you didn't go to Kentucky because Kyler Perry wasn't guaranteeing you certain amount of money in the NIL. Some of the local teams you could have went to with Maryland and, and Georgetown where you had strong ties, you didn't go to. Um, and they, they didn't talk much about it. But you go to Kansas, they say there's a point guard there that you feel like will be able to help you expand. You got championship or Final Four expectations now, yeah. and you gotta perform because you know there's been there's been enough footage to see you tailed off a few times, you know. And so this is your last crack at it, big dog. And so I'm interested to see how it goes. You got all you got the whole skill set, but I want to see how it goes. You know, you know it's funny because either way, I, I see it like I feel like with his um, his status, I feel like anywhere he goes, he would have made the money anyway. I just do. And I feel like because he spent so much time in college already, I feel like per me, that's just me personally, the gratitude would have been more like, let me go somewhere I have strong ties. Yeah. You know what I mean? But everybody's different. So, you know. It's the work. Yeah. It's the work. Everybody, the expectations are different and stuff too. But um, shout out to you, big dog. Make Good it luck, happen. Good luck, man. Good Make luck. Make it happen. We need, a, we need somebody from Alexandria to get to walk across that stage. You know, it hasn't happened since Keith Bogans. 
Mm. Um, and I think Chris Dunn, they'll say he, you know, he lived in Alexandria for a little bit, but mm. we haven't had one that's really stayed and been a man stay since, since, uh, Chris Keith Bogan. So I hope that makes that happen, big dog. But I got, I got to get your guy, man. I got to get your guy. Um, what's that? Bobby Huggins. <laughs> yeah. Tell Bobby me Huggins. Happened, Bobby Huggins. Headline. West Virginia head coach Bobby Huggins uses anti-gay slur to describe Xavier fans. Let us be clear. Us here at the Bridging the Gap podcast, we have, we don't discriminate against anybody. You have free will to do as you please. And we don't we condone don't, this behavior. We don't condone any behavior. Um, you know, everybody has a right to live their personal lives and their privacy. Um, but my man, Bobby Huggins, okay, you guys know him from this legendary um, sweater vest in Cincinnati. Now is, he's here in West Virginia. And, um, you know, he called the fans, you know, some an F word. You know, F, he said, F those Catholic Fs. <laughs> what? What? He said it on air. And now for a lot of you guys, you know, they issued an apology from um, WVU and he's issued a statement as well. But for a lot of you guys, for most people that know Bobby Huggins, this ain't this ain't nothing. Yeah, that's like <laughs> this, ain't, this ain't nothing. This ain't nothing. But it's a different climate. I'm almost surprised that this is only the first time that we've heard any type of thing from him. So, man, it's almost time for the old guys to go. Yeah, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That cat been sitting on the chair in sweatsuits for like he was in sweatsuits before COVID. And we know why you was in a sweatsuit, big <laughs> guy. Like it ain't you know what I'm saying it's a little bit different, man. And so. Uh, watch out for that. But King, before we dip out, right, and for with our post game wrap up, I gotta read you a headline I just saw. Okay. <laughs> a Utah woman who published a children's book on processing grief following the death of her husband has now been charged with his murder. What? <laughs> yo, yo, the shit that goes on in Utah, man. Listen, a Utah woman that wrote a children's book about dealing with grief following the death of her husband's murder is now accused of the murder. That's crazy. Listen, man. That's Utah, crazy. Utah and Florida. Yeah. Utah and Florida. And Texas right there behind them. And then and then fourth would be Pennsylvania. <laughs> <laughs> listen, I, listen this, this is stuff I know, man. Don't do that to PA, though. I'm serious, man. Shout out to the Midnight's up there, man. I'm serious. Man, man that is funny. But um, BTG Nation, man. Look, hold on. Let me give you one second if yeah. I can. A couple of days ago, I'm in uh, Gym Nation in Al uh, Coos, right? And um, I run into a cat that comes up to me and um, asks me, what, I'm Coach King. I'm like, yeah, whatever, right? And he says, y'all listen to the podcast. I'm like, what? Because I'm not used to them. People, somebody coming up to me, I'm always used to hearing you say yeah. you was out and about and you saw some people, whatever. And so um, I said, like, oh, man, that's what's up, whatever. So I was like, um, <clears throat> you know, feel free to comment. Come at yeah. us with any questions. Even if you don't like something, say something, you know, yeah. just interact with us, whatever, because we, you know, we want to talk to everybody. And so then, you know, I went to finish up my, my workout. He was doing his. I needed to get out of there, right? And I was like, man, and I was like, that's, that's rude of me. I, I didn't even... Um, I forgot his name that quick, mm -hmm. right? And I was like, that's, come on. Yeah. So I go back over, uh, um, reintroduce myself. He tells me his name is Jay. So shout out to Jay. Yeah. And um, I find out he's from Baltimore. 
Oh, is it short, Jay, with yeah, Dre? Yeah, yeah. So he said, I think he played with you yeah, or something like yeah. that, right? And so he's like, yeah, you came to the to the game one time yeah. at um, DIA. I was like, I mean, uh, was it DAA? Some. Yeah, yeah. Dubai American School. So um, I was like, yeah. yeah. And so he was like, he's from Baltimore. I was like, what? Yeah. And so I think he kind of looked at me like, you don't know anything about Baltimore. I started running down. Like, yeah. like yo, yeah, you yeah. know Baltimore. Yeah, His yeah. grandma lives on Park Heights. I used to live on Park Heights. We got to get him to the bump. Yeah, oh, I got, I got sure, Matt, Matt, invite him right now. Yeah, yeah, Jay, you invited to the bump. I, I think I'll try to find you on IG. Yeah, message, get to the bump. But it's crazy how that works, right? It's crazy. I've been, I've been getting some stuff um, here and there about people checking in and seeing this. Um, like I said, we we growing, yeah. we're growing, we're growing organically. Um, yeah, organically, and you know, we we gonna get something behind us real soon. Yeah. Um, we back playing a little bit too. You know, we we starting to film more things too as well. People have been telling me that one way for us to grow the podcast is to show more of our daily life outside of just Hoop Mountain, but all of our stuff. And so I got some new things that I'm about to be doing, um, you know, because I'm, I'm trying to be in the best shape of my life, mm-hmm. knowing that you're going to have to take a step back from the physical aspect of what we do and I'm gonna have to take on on. (laughs) yeah I'm gonna take on a lot more of it on on top of being a father and stuff so I'm working on some things and so we're gonna start you guys be on the lookout I'm gonna start putting out some mini vlogs on on what outside of the podcast and outside of who mountain looks like for me so you guys can kind of see um and we'll get a couple of those in for coach king too so you guys will enjoy that but um and so with that being said you guys soon will see the clips of the monday night bump we had last night um we only did a, it was a three on three and a four on four um which was don't, which don't is play that shit which play, is play, yeah. play, the, play last play the thursday before i was cooking cats. Yeah. but listen though those three on three bumps and those four on four bumps are good yeah, those are great, and that was my third workout. Yeah, that's so, that's where people. That's how you learn how to play. Yeah, yeah, especially because I had worked out that morning. I did a lift, and then our first session, you know, nobody was there because uh, you know the youngins, and so I had put on. I worked out. I made a rebound for me. Old school hoop mountain. Yeah, <laughs> for an hour, and he was tired. He was like, "Damn!" And so he looked, and I was like, "You know, we only worked out forty five minutes." He said, "But we did a lot. You did a lot." I was like, "That's why we yell at the kids about them not using their time." And so that was one of them flashback times for me because I was telling them, "Look." I lifted, I shot, and then I played after working. That was like summer routine type <laughs> stuff. And yeah. so we're going to do a little bit more of that. Thursday's bump is coming, um, and we're going two times a week. So let's get with the peak, the post-game wrap-up. Um, OG, what you got with us? Um, I'm taking this one from the late, great Kobe Bryant. This was something I saw the other day. Um, I'd seen it before, but it, um, it it basically came to my mind, you know, after hearing some sad news yesterday Um uh, um, a good friend of mine from from uh, college passed away. He's about my age, had a heart attack, just mm. sudden. And um, you know, so me and a group of friends, you know, group chat, were a little sad talking about that. And uh, and so <clears throat> it was something Kobe said: the biggest mistake people can make is thinking you have uh, enough time, mm. you know, and not making the most of the time that you currently have, and thinking that I'll do it tomorrow, or I'll you know I'll see I'll see so and so next week. I'll call. I'll call mom next month, you know, and um, and so me and my friends are just talking about it. We're saying like, we got to make sure, especially at our age, where we see each other at least once a year. And um, you know, this is something I have been trying to do with. I got like four or five different groups of friends, man, that that we all clean together. I've been trying to do this for quite some time, and you know, something always comes up. 
but we use that as an excuse hmm. because we do whatever we want to do when we want to do it. So, you know, I, and I, me personally, I'm a big culprit of that, you know, making excuses. And so, you know, just for anybody out there, man, just make sure you you get a chance to to be around those that you, uh, you really care about in some form or fashion as much as possible because you just never know um, when something may happen that may change, you know, the course of your friendship forever. Yeah, that's real. And you've been telling me that forever, you know, um, and it's, and I, I see you do that all the time too. Um, some people that I, I think I tell Jamila this all the time and she started to see it more and more. Um, and then after seeing uncle Roland, I was like, you know, those, those are big tough guys, but man, they got the softest hearts ever. Like they do so much for other people and they're always considerate of other people, right? Even just in the phone today, you sent me the picture of our young our little guy who was sick. You know, yep. and we really look at those things and really be like, man, what can yeah. we do yeah. to help? That's right? our God. Yeah. Man. Like, and just knowing that everybody is human and that we need those interactions with stuff. So um, now I'm going to, I got to, I'm going to I'm gonna do two okay. because I got one from, from Brady. I'm going to give you the credit for this. I'm not even going to take the credit for it. Right. Let me find it. <laughs> we were in a car and, you know, just like you used to always do to me is always a time to where we reflect and talk, uh, talking about things. Um, and while he stays with us, he starts to realize things about other people. Right, right. And so one of the things he was saying was like, man, I hate when people start victimi victimizing themselves. They start using situations that become excuses to why they can't do something, right? Um, somebody may, may find out that, hey, I have a learning disorder, so I'm not supposed to be good at this, right? So um, J.R. Smith got dyslexia, trouble reading. Somebody may use that as an excuse why you can't go to school and be successful, right? Somebody may say, man, I don't have a basketball court available to me that's close enough. You know, I got to go 30 minutes to get there. So I got to do that. I can't go and I can't win this one. But those people are the ones who are always looking and admiring what other people have because right. they decided that they weren't going to be a victim of their situation and they were going to find a way to make it work. Um, and I thought that's something that, you know, it's important to hear, especially for the timing right now, because we don't have enough um, adversity for kids to power through, you know, with artificial intelligence coming and being that next step. People are skipping over the work completely. You don't have to go through the struggles for anything. Um, that builds character and that also allows you to believe in yourself. And so that's the one I'm taking from the bread eater. Um, I'm going to take another one. Um, uh, this is a different turn than usual. Um, stop being afraid of love. You know, don't be a, don't be afraid of love, right? Um, I I get, I get a lot of messages sometimes from people at the crib, uh, and I just did a long like caption to my wife because her birthday was just after giving birth, and you know we got to learn how to accept love, and once we can do that, we can give love, and and that's something that we should all be able to experience. Because man, it's it's much better than having to be hard all the time, having to worry about things that you just can't control. But just being able to be around somebody and just to have balance, just to be able to show your friend that you love them and they love you, checking in on them, you know, enjoying time with your wife, your significant other, all those times. Like, don't be afraid of those things. Some of heartbreak. You know, if you you lose at a buzzer beater, you felt heartbreak before. Oh, for sure, for sure. <laughs> but you've learned how to bounce back from that, and so you still love the game from there. Yep. So you can still apply those things to people, you know. Yep. And so don't be afraid of, of love. Um, that stuff is important. So 
BTG Nation. That's a wrap for us today, um, episode 20. Thank you guys. Thank you guys again. Hoop Mountain Dubai, hoopmountain.ae. You guys know what's up. Keep on track. We got, we're going crazy with the vlogs the next couple of weeks. We'll have a vlog every week, dropping this Saturday, one right here. Um, you guys know what it is. Keep it real, keep it simple, and keep going. Player and coach, the brother, the brother. They both got views that you need to discover. From sports, current events, to just life talk. Whether you on a fast break or a nice walk. Gotta tune in, you already know, G. This BTG Nation and you one of the homies. Just tune in, you already know, G. BTG Nation, the other ones in the nosebleeds.